0: Planet Earth, Michael Litton, the last DJ host of Ride the Vibe, broadcasting from the Awesome Studios DRS ATL, right here in Roswell, Georgia, the eighth largest city in the state of GA. And I am over the recent over, over the recent full moon we had with Venus in the sky. Stoked to have Bill Hart in the studio. Bill, welcome. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. A stellar guitarist, a composer a band leader, music educator, touring musician, and two-time Grammy-nominated recording artist. How do you stay humble? (laughs) (laughs) I hang around guys
1: that have a lot more than me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there can't be too many of those. That's pretty rarefied air. So, Bill, for your fans that are legion over the time, you know, that have grown over the years that you've been performing, the way we roll Ride the Vibe, is I would like to do what I call an old-fashioned music listing party format. Back in the days, like probably you and um, myself in college, we would just sit around, right, in the dorm room or someone's apartment, and we had albums. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you out there that remember, well, they're coming back, I guess, so yeah, that's cool. But album. albums, you know, and we'd stack them, right, and mm-hmm. then they'd let them play. Yep. And, you know, and everybody had a, a wide palette, Cause we were experimenting with all sorts of different stuff, and we'd buy them and then trade them, and da da, da, da. So maybe one cat would show up with Mahavishnu's newest, <laughs> and then someone else got Joni Mitchell's, and you know we didn't, you know, we weren't popping up and and doing you know one cut. You'd let them play through. Yeah. So the way we roll this show for your fans is we're gonna play about hopefully six or seven tracks that you've been gracious enough to send me that you wanted to feature. Uh, Not in their entirety, y'all, because we want you to go out and buy Bill's music (laughs) at BillHartMusic.com. Go out and buy that music, and he's got six CDs out. He's got a new one coming out soon that we're going to talk about um, that'll be out in 2021, Seven Yep, And he's got a new single out right now, uh, uh, Good Times, and, we'll, and you can get that uh, off the website or Spotify. Spotify, yeah. But most importantly, go to the website, billhartmusic.com, H-A-R-T, and buy the albums. Y'all aren't going to gigs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are no gigs. So you got some coin in your pocket, and these musicians <laughs> need you to share some of that love. <laughs> so we're going to queue up some of the music we're playing, and then we're going to chat with Bill about uh, the music. And I like to encourage Bill, the listeners, to sit back in a comfortable environment of their choosing, and get a beverage of their choice. And in the studio, we are featuring some ginger beer that is provided by Cutwater uh, Spirits. They're a cool company out of uh, San Diego. They make all these pre-mixed drinks. They got liquors and vodkas and whiskeys and all this and that, all made right here in uh, the United States in San Diego. My good friend Dylan uh, Norris is the rep for Cutwater Spirits and then uh, got this at the wine store Right on Hokum Bridge. So, for those of you that are in this Roswell, uh, Alpharetta, Johns Creek, North Fulton area, go check out the wine store. Keith Lofton is the proprietor there and does a great job. So, Bill, uh, cheers. This was a cheers. your selection, yes, and you you picked it for a reason.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, this is probably some of the best ginger beer I've I've tasted. I, I didn't uh, realize there was different yeah qualities, but this is really smooth. Yeah, you know, very good ginger beer. And you're
0: a connoisseur. I'm a connoisseur of ginger beer. And yes. that is, uh, what, what drives that? <laughs> well, I'm allergic to alcohol. Ah, yeah.
1: So, yeah. you yeah. know. What, what happens? You break out in? Uh, yeah, when I, when, I, when I drink, I break out in handcuffs. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you, on
0: the 24th of October.
1: Will have 27 years without alcohol. God bless you. Yeah. God bless so. you.
0: That's, that's, that's amazing. And and especially in this business, you
1: know, so, I mean, if you can do it in this business, anybody can do it, you know, it's, uh, it just didn't, it, it worked out better for me not to be drinking.
0: Wow. I love that. Well, there's a a life lesson right there, y'all. Yeah. And, and you can get along in this business. Uh,
1: yeah, I order ginger beer everywhere I go. I've I've ordered it all over the world, but actually. never had Cutwater. Never experience. had Cutwater, and it's probably the best ginger beer I've ever tasted. Wow, Dylan, you hear that?
0: Yeah, yeah, it really. <laughs> and we're is. not paying him. I'm just I yeah. just gave him one. That's awesome. <laughs> That's high praise. Well, that is too cool. And I want to let those folks in the North Fulton area know that Bill has got a gig every Friday night at the Velvet Note up in Alpharetta. And then yes. you bring in or you have brought in special guests. Uh yes. On, on a, and uh, one of those recently was a special person, Kristen Tinsley. Yes. Yes. Talk, talk about the the gig you've got at the Velvet Note okay. and that particular show and Kristen and you know that how that uh yeah, actually, um
1: well, it was kind of a long story how I really met Kristen, which was uh, um the Velvet Note had a band that was playing that night that Kristen was in. And, yeah. and I didn't know Kristen, but I knew the drummer and yeah. the bass player and the keyboard player. Um, and the drummer, Ben Bailey, bailed me out about nine years ago. I was on my tour to South America. Wow. And I had a drummer that was with me that got a gig with Arrested Development. And a week before going on the road, we were going to hit the Jacksonville Jazz Festival and then fly to Venezuela. The drummer called and said he couldn't do the gig. Oh, my Lord. You know, so I, I got called Ben Bailey. And, yeah. I, it's not very often you can call somebody and say, Hey, you want to go to Venezuela next week? You know, and they pack their bags <laughs> and, and they go, pack sure. their bags and yeah. it's all my material, you know? And, uh, so he really bailed me out of a, oh. you know, we had a great time. So when I found out he was playing there, I was going to, uh, visit him and say yeah. hi to the fellas. And I met Kristen there. And, wow.
0: At know, the velvet note.
1: At the velvet note. So it all yeah. then
0: comes full circle.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I just, uh, saw Kristen playing and I, was she doing the Fleetwood Mac kind of? It, yeah, it was kind of the, not all Fleetwood Mac, but it was that a kind of vibe of, of what yeah. they were they were doing. Um, and she just, she picked up her guitar and I just, I thought she played great. Yeah. You know, she had great picking pattern. She was in time and she was confident and just sounded good. So yeah, at the Velvet Note on Friday nights, I bring in a special artist from the Atlanta area just yeah. to come feature them. and. And she happened to be one of them. And I love And it. Saturday night, I have a regular gig at a place called Bike Bristow. Okay. Bistro. 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 bistro?
0: Yeah. yeah. Where yeah, is Bite that? Bike Bistro.
1: Still? It's actually right down. It's right here in Johns Creek, Alpharetta okay. area. Cool. It's a, probably two miles from the Velvet Note right wow. there off of uh, Jones Bridge. Yeah. And uh, the owner of the club. And, and that's a weird. I, I ride Harley's. I'm, yeah. I'm into motorcycles. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, I was riding down the road one day and, and, and it's weird how this kind of happens in this business. It's just, there's no book on how to really do it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so I'm riding down the road and I said, it started raining and I said, I'm going to pull into the closest place and I'm, I just don't want to get wet today. And that was the place I pulled into and ended up talking to the guy and found that they had a jam session and said they wanted to do a live band. He heard me once and said, well, we want you every Saturday. Oh my God. You know, so that's turned into a really, really good. So back to
0: back. Back to back. I yeah. love it. I love that. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Well, you know, and I—I I don't know about you, but I don't believe in any coincidences. I, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> Especially I don't now in life, everything happens just exactly. It as happens it should. the way it's supposed to. Absolutely. Because right. wow. when I try to make it happen, it doesn't no, happen. <laughs> no, you try to force it. Wow. Yeah. Well, I—I I think you know, it's not. Um, I'm not going to be able to make a play of words on this, but uh, I think we ought to queue up Simple Simon. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) And that's off your uh, Watch the Sky. Watch the Sky, yes. That was a 1999 release? Produced by Randy Hexter. Ah, Randy Hexter out of... He's uh, out of Roswell, actually. Yeah,
1: he's from uh, Buffalo, New York, or Ann Arbor, actually, Michigan, but uh, he lived in Buffalo. I've known Randy for about 35 years. He's just a fantastic piano player.
0: Is he over at Kennesaw? uh,
1: He is. He's uh, one of those... At the University of Inter- Georgia downtown. Oh, downtown. Okay. Yeah. The, or Georgia State, is it? I, I'm not sure which one. Okay. It's uh, one's in Athens, whatever the one is downtown, the yeah.
0: university. I love it. Yeah. Well, let's hear a little, if we could, Wahid, cue up uh, Simple Simon. Again, y'all, we're only playing a couple minutes, a eight, almost eight minute song. So while you're listening to this, you can go to the website, BillHartMusic.com, yeah. and order the music. Yes. <laughs> or Spotify.
2: Or Spotify. But he didn't make much money on that. No. <laughs>
0: Simon Bill Hart's great song off Watch the Sky 1999 release. Bill, you mentioned Randy Hexler. Hexler is the Hexter the, Hexter, yeah. the producer. Yes. Who else played on that with you? The uh, cats?
1: Uh Joe Rita, John Chalden, which I think are both in in the Roswell. Uh, no, I know they're in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, let's see, I Chip Lunsford do uh, percussion on some. Nice. Um, uh Myself and, and Randy's played on some of the cuts on that record. Yeah. On Randy, keyboard- Randy Hexter. Yeah. As a keyboard player. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Phenomenal piano player. I've learned so much from Randy. He's I love it. Kind of my best friend and mentor at the same time, oh, you know, because he's just so brilliant with, yeah. you know, the whole music and, you know, studio and, and all that kind of stuff.
0: And you, you are a Canadian. I'm Canadian. A Toronto uh, guy. Yes. Uh, so you, I imagine you had a, a, a point in, in your life, at some at some age, where it was hockey <laughs> or, or music. Yes, absolutely. How, yeah. how, how did you know how uh, it had to be kind of a pole or whatever? Well, it really was.
1: I mean, w- the the strange thing was when I was in my mid teenage years, we moved to Florida. Ah, so there went my hockey. career. Yeah, right, right, you right, know? right, right. right. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> Not too much hockey down in yeah. Florida. <laughs> I mean, they do have <laughs> hockey in the states in the southern states. but yeah. you, you you listen to them and they, you know, they introduce all the guys. I so from Tampa. Tampa uh, Lightning, you know yeah. Guy Lafleur from yeah. Montreal. You yeah. know, oh, they're all, they're all they're Canadians, all Canadians. That are down here, yeah. right? So I mean, right. in Canada, that's really all we did was right. We played hockey, you know. Yeah. I mean, all year round, we did street hockey and, yeah. and ice hockey. And what was your position? What did you play? I was a right winger, center. Ah,
0: nice, fast. Yeah,
1: yeah, forward, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Score. Yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah. And, so the music. I mean, how you were doing? The were, were they overlapping?
1: They overlapped, Mm. yeah. When I started, I was probably about nine years old when I started picking up guitar. And I think before that, I'd had a a lesson here or there that wasn't, you know, I didn't know anything about drove? I
0: mean, I hear, I talk to musicians and it's like they came out of the womb, you know, kind of thing. Is that the case or did you, did something seminal happen? You listened to a certain album or? No, I I think it was, yeah, I think it's kind of, um, I don't know if I could say I was
1: born with it because, you know, Um, but I never disliked it. Yeah. And I always thought that music would be a cool thing, you know, uh, um,
0: what drew, what drew drew you to it though? I mean, was it, were your parents a a relative? Yeah,
1: really. It was just, uh, I think it was kind of, I think I felt like a nerd when I was growing up, Uh, you know, as a teenager, as a kid, Yeah, not even a teenager. You know, I wore glasses in school and I always felt like the guy that was. Well, so maybe, music
0: was a cool thing.
1: Yeah, music was a cool thing for me to do, and it and it just over the years kind of, you know, helped with a lot of things. I yeah. mean, uh, uh, you know, growing up in a unstable family mm-hmm. and and everything like that, it kind of became part of my my life in a yeah. way that uh, I never thought I would ever be successful as far as where I'm at today. Yeah. Um, you know, I I just I just knew that that uh, if I played it. It, it helped me let go of a lot of other things. That,
0: I love it. So it was cathartic. You know, yeah. And has, and and maintains that same
1: power. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually gotten, I don't know if I could say it's gotten stronger. Yeah. I think it's that I'm just being more aware of it. Yeah, more in it, tune. Yeah, because there was a period where it was like, if I got a big gig, I would, I would you know, I always liked it. Like if I played Chastain Park, we opened for Lou Rawls. Lou Rawls, oh my yeah. God. And you know, we opened for the. What yellow year was jackets. that? What? what year, um, do you that was in the late '90s, probably '98. It was before I did my first record. I had a table for a while there, and
0: I'm trying I have to go back.
1: But. Yeah, I was with uh, Adam Nitty's group, Liquid Blue. Oh, nice. Yeah, we we had had our group uh, with Sam Skelton on saxophone yeah. and Adam
0: the, on bass. The Michael uh, or Becker. Of uh, Atlanta. The, the, yeah. Michael, the, McC-
1: Michael the brother, brother of the South. south. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. They brought, uh, two Michael brothers. Michael and Randy are brothers. brothers. Yeah. Michael passed, uh, but uh, Randy's still around. And but. Michael was quite an accomplished guitarist as well, wasn't he? As, I, I don't know what else he played, but he was like the saxophone
0: guy. guy that. Yeah. And was, Sam. He, and he, he, Sam is at Kennesaw, I think. Sam is at Kennesaw, Kennesaw saw, yes. Okay. And there's yeah. a whole cadre of those cats. Yeah. Over there. Carla Harris and Trey right. Wright. Yeah. I mean, there, that's a wealth. Oh yeah. And yeah. you you taught. You you were a teacher in Atlanta for uh, a long
1: time. I started the helped start the Atlanta Institute of Music. Oh my god. Um thirty years ago. Lord. You know, and, and it started from Los Angeles. It was part of the uh Guitar Institute of Technology, Technology. the Musicians Institute. Yeah. And they moved here. As a satellite branch for three months, it was a three-month course, kind of like a summer session yeah. called GVW, yeah. which was a guitar video workshop, and then it expanded to bass and
0: drums. And I love it. Oh, and you, so four thousand students later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah. What a cool thing to have that impact on young people.
1: Yeah, it was. It was definitely a an. Uh,
0: I think they taught me more than I taught them. You know, well, it's, I mean, it's it's a whole when the when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So you were a ready student even as a teacher. Yeah, kind of yeah.
1: Thing. And it's, I, I never played the, you know, uh, treated my students like the underdogs. You know, I always treated them like myself because, you know, they would do things and ask me things that I would have to think about. Yeah. You know, and it would give me ideas too. You know, and then I would share with them, and it'd give them ideas, and it was kind of a mutual give and take. It was a give and take, yeah. And and I think the the way I learned that really wasn't so much going through GIT in California, but my my teachers were all
0: professional guys like yeah. Mike Stern. Yeah, and I and, want to talk about your relationship with Mike. Yeah, but I want to. Can we t- can we take a pause on that? Sure. for just a second. Yeah. and Waheed, if we could, I want to hear a Beachside Isle. Yeah. And this is also off of Watch the Sky, oh, yep. the 99 release. And then as I understand it, this is also off live at the Red Clay Theater. Theater is that y- correct? Yes. And yep. I want to talk about that CD, which was recorded here in Atlanta. Here, here in Atlanta. Atlanta, yep, in Duluth. In Duluth, wow. Yeah. So if we could, why, he let's tee up uh, t- Beachside Isle, and then we're going to come back and talk about Mike Stern in particular and his influence uh, and mentorship of uh, Bill Hart. Mm-hmm. the vibe with bill hart www.billhartmusic.com go out and buy that music and then for those of you in the local area every friday night the velvet note which is a cool place very uh tamra uh, fuller owns and runs it and has had it going there for a long time and it, you get some food you get some beverage adult beverages or any kind of beverage you could probably get some ginger beer i'm sure Yep. <laughs> and the show is also live streamed. Yes. And you'll be able to find that on the Velvet Notes page. Yes. So you can check it out that way. And then Bill, you're also playing Saturday nights at uh Bite Bistro. Bite Bistro, which yeah. is in the Johns Creek
1: area. Same area, yeah. And 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 the Velvet Note for the next two Fridays we're off. Okay. You know, but but generally we're doing every Friday night. She had some previously bookings. Um uh, but, but generally we're there Friday night, but at Bype, uh Bistro,
0: we're there every Saturday. Every Saturday night. I love yeah. it. So right before that great song, Beach uh, Isle, which is on two CDs, Watch the Sky and Live at Red Clay Theater, uh, we were talking about your relationship with Mike Stern. Yes. Or we just, we just touched on it. Talk, talk about how significant that relationship is and how you met Mike and you know how important he is in your life today.
1: Yeah, um well in 1985 I think Mike had just put out his first record coming off of Blood Sweat and Tears or uh coming out of Miles. A Miles. Yeah. Wow. And and um <sighs> was with uh Michael Brecker was on the gig with him. Oh my god. And um, a couple of heavyweights there. So. Yeah, was Billy and, Cobham on drums? No, uh, I can't remember who the drummer was. I know it was uh uh what's this, the bass player Jeff um Oh, I I spaced on his own. Oh, band. that's all right. But y- yeah, he's
0: playing with some heavy he, They they were all heavy hitters, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs>
1: and and uh so I was um at the at the they had a concert downtown Atlanta. Yeah. And um it was one of those free festivals and I jumped the fence uh in the back where the security was and and went over I and and just <laughs> met Mike. I stuck my I hand out that. and he was just real humble and real wow. kind
0: of you know. So you knew who you you, you knew who he was because yeah. he was uh someone you emul or sought to emulate yeah. as a guitarist? Yeah, he was one of the guys that was kind of in that fusion realm of guitar
1: players that was, you know, you, you have a top tier. Top yeah, yeah. There's like you don't get higher than Mike Stern, you right. know. You, you you get guys that are at the top and he would be one of the in one yeah. of the chairs, you yeah. know. Um you know, but I didn't really know a whole lot of, about him personally. Yeah. Other than I just really loved his music and loved his playing and his feel and the funk vibe he would go with, or with his music. And uh, you know, and then found out the history of Mike that was pretty strong was yeah. when when he got into Miles's band and how that all happened. It yeah. was supposed to be Hendrix, you know, and Hendrix passed away, and Miles wanted a guy that could play like Hendrix mm-hmm. but also play changes, and that's how Mike got the gig. Wow. You know, so. He passed on to me a lot of the stuff that Miles passed on to him. Oh, my God. You know, so where I really got to know Mike is I, when I went to Los Angeles in 86 and 87.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, my roommates out there were all from New York City and they all worked on 48th Street.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And at that time, 48th Street with Manny's and Alex's. This is the happening spot. It was, yeah, they knew everybody there. Yeah, you know, right. So I would go into New York and get lessons with guys like Wayne Krantz and uh,
3: uh, uh.
1: Schofield. and yeah. And then when I came to the Atlanta Institute of Music, I would have those guys come down and do clinics. Oh my god! And the cool thing
0: was that had of of uh, given you some cred with the students.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was a really cool thing because I was head of the guitar department, yeah. so I kind of made it my job to call these these guys, mm. you know. And um, every time I'd get like Mike when he would come down, I'd say, "Hey, we can get you a hotel room, or if you want, you can stay at my house. I yeah. got an extra room." And yeah, you know, and then. So he's like, yeah, maybe I should stay at your house. We can play, you know, yeah. and it was like, okay. And that happened with Steve Kahn and wow. Wayne Krantz and oh, Scott man. Henderson. All, all coming to your house. Yeah, they all, so, Jeez. you know, at, early on, I became really, really good friends. I still talk to Mike probably once a week or so now.
0: And he is also reforming, is, I, is that, do I have that right? Uh rec- Reco- or recovering. Recovering. I, I use the word reforming or recovering,
1: yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's got some years on him, you know, as well. Yeah. I mean, and he's open about it. You yeah, know, when, when miles tells you, you <laughs> might have a problem, you might really want to think about where you're at, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. and you take to heart, I believe the miles quote, if you play like the record, you're fired. Yeah, yeah. If you if you play like the record, you're you're fired. you're fired. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you've maintained that relationship with Mike over thirty plus years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and you know, Mike is um, you know, I guess I was tying it into how I teach. And yeah. and Mike was not one of these guys that would be, you know, uh he, he was a realistic player. He was the real deal, yeah. you know. And I kind of passed that down to my students on. You know, it's not so much, I mean, you can get any book to tell you what notes to play and scales and what they do and, you know, but the emotional side and the physical stuff you go through as a musician and your expectations, you know, which always turn out to be premeditated resentments, (laughs) you know?
0: (laughs) Well, as I have heard you uh, talk about Colonel Bill Hampton, the late Bruce Hampton, or Bruce, Bruce rather, life is not perfect. Why should music be? (laughs) Right, exactly. You know? Well, and speaking of books. Uh, there's a book that all uh, jazz guitarists, or any guitarist, I think, really should go out and get. Yeah. Solo Jazz Guitar, The Complete Chord Melody Method, written by none other than Bill Hart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Stern says of that. Yes. So this is pretty high praise. Yeah. A must have for every serious guitarist. Right. Yeah. And then Steve Kahn, who's Bill, Bill mentioned, said Bill's book provides you all the tools. Yeah. So y'all go out and buy that book and jimmy herring even made a com- yeah. comment on that yeah as well. yeah that's you awesome know. so soul guitar the complete chord melody method you can yeah. buy that at uh, bill hart uh Billhartmusic.com. yeah
1: yeah i yep. love it yeah or and it's worldwide too it's a published through hal leonard
0: so it's a oh, I love pretty it. big deal yeah that's awesome you know. Well, god bless you well i think uh we got to hear, uh, talking about, well, this is, I can segue this one here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back to your Canadian roots in hockey. We yeah. got to hear a little ice time. Yeah. the Bob, just having a fascinating conversation with a uh, stellar guitarist, composer, band leader, music educator, touring musician, two-time Grammy-nominated recording artist, and a writer of the book Solo Jazz Guitar, The Complete Chord and Melody Method. We're talking about his relationship and mentoring by Mike Stern and uh, on when we were playing Ice Time off of Watch the Sky, the 99 release. Bill was telling me a pretty cool story. That's another life lesson for you, aspiring guitarists, as it relates to Mike Stern teaching Bill, and, and I'll let you pick it up okay. from, that, <laughs> from that point,
1: Bill. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Mike, uh, I guess I was talking about how Mike was really kind of telling me the real deal and not staying, you know, educational books and this yeah. and that, you know, and, and uh, you know, transcribing is, is a pretty big, important thing that most of us know about doing, you yeah. know, and... um. So I brought Mike to the airport one time and, and, uh, um, he was staying with me over a weekend and I took him to the airport and I got in line with him while he was getting on the plane. And I said, Hey, when you get back to New York, I want to call you. Maybe you could suggest a really cool book for me to get, Yeah, you know, cause uh, you know, we're always hungry for music. And, and Mike said, he goes, man. I'm telling you, transcribe. You won't need any of that shit, yeah. you know. And I thought, <laughs> well, there's an educational uh, answer, you know. So a nugget. <laughs> yeah, there's a nugget there for sure. So uh, he looked at me. He says, "What's wrong?" You know. And I said, "Ah, oh, man, I'm 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 doing that, but I it's like I can get seven notes, and then that last note, it's like I don't know if I'm doing it too long or what, but it just seems like it blends in with everything. It's like I I hit the note, and I go, that's it, and then the next time I hit it, and I go, no, no, that's way off." <laughs> You know, and Mike says, you know, I, I thought he was going to say, "Well, plumbers are hiring," but you know, <laughs> he looked at
0: me. Get a day job, dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, he says, "Man, fuck that note." He <laughs> put a note in there and think of the seven notes you got, and I was wow. like,
0: "Wow, I can do that." I love it. So great wisdom. Yeah, let really, take the good. Yeah, and don't focus on that it's, one. You it's know?
1: one of those things where it's like, you know, don't take yourself so serious because yeah. nobody else does.
0: Uh, right. I know, and I have to do that all the time. Yeah. That's good advice for me because I screw up all the time. Fortunately. Yeah. Wahid God bless him here at yes. DRSATL for yeah. all uh, any aspiring musicians looking for a cool place to um you know record some stuff podcasts or some music uh, you want to check out DRSATL. Oh absolutely. Right here in Roswell, Georgia and Wahid is uh, awesome. So uh, we are we are um up to a point in the show where I want to take just a break uh to feature a sponsor that's near and dear to my heart uh the Foundation for Premature Infants. This is a foundation I started about um, 2012. And I, I was blessed to work in the, in the neonatal intensive care unit field for a, a long period of time. And I will tell you, you can't look in the eyes of a little 23 weeker or 24 weeker and not be incredibly moved by that. And I wanna take this break, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna play a song that's very special to Bill, and we'll talk about why. So stay with us, we're gonna take a short break, and then because of the sponsorship of Foundation for Premature Infants, we're gonna roll the the second half hour commercial free. So stay with us. The number of premature infants born in the United States each year, 380,000. That's 9.8% of the total births in the US. The Foundation for Premature Infants mission is to advocate for the right of all premature infants to be cared for in a developmentally supportive and age appropriate manner. Our vision? is to ensure that Premature Infants Bill of Rights is the standard of care for all babies born prematurely 24 hours per day, 365 days per year on all shifts in every neonatal intensive care unit throughout the world. Please consider making a donation by visiting us on Facebook, Foundation for Premature Infants, or at our website, foundationforprematureinfants.org. You're back on Ride the Vibe, and I just have to give a shout out to the DRS ATL studio. They did something that was a first of kind for them uh, outside the music realm. They did a webinar for a board member of the Foundation for Premature Infants, Lisa Bader, and Lisa Bader's been an occupational therapist in the NICU in Omaha, Nebraska for 25 years, the only thing she's done, and through the course of her experience in the NICU, she uh, recognized that these little preemies were coming out, and Due to no fault of theirs for sure and then certainly no fault of the clinicians, they were developing misshapen heads and that occurs because the premature infants, um, you know, cranium is not formed at that early gestational age and so if they lay on one side or their back too long, they can get, um, you know, a flattened head and it causes all sorts of issues long term for them. Glasses don't fit right, obviously the stigma attached to it and that's all entirely preventable. So Lisa put together an educational video that was done by DRSATL to talk about how that is easily, head shape deformities are easily prevented. And that's now out in the public domain and available to anyone on the planet. So we're really proud of that work. And uh, Bill, talk up, we're going to cue this song up in just a minute, but talk about your own personal experience with your oldest daughter and the, the genesis of Sarah's song, if you would. Okay. Yeah. I was, uh, 1999, I was recording my first record,
1: mm. first solo record. And, um, that was Watch the, watch the Sky. Watch the Sky. Yeah. That was the title record, or as yeah. Sam would say, Watch This Guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Sam's got that sense of humor. humor yeah. yeah. Well, those sax players yeah. are all a little <laughs> sucking their own air too much. They're yeah. breathing <laughs> out. Something was there. That's right. <laughs> no so, offense, Sam. Love yeah. to have you on the show. <laughs> I need some horn players. That's it's all right. guitar. These guitarists are too prolific. <laughs> that's right. So
1: um, during during the middle of writing for that record, I, I, uh, I had a daughter that was a uh, premature that was nine weeks early and mm. she was one pound. And, mm. and, um, you know, it, it was, um, one of those things where I was doing a lot of gigs at night and I'd get off at midnight or one in the morning and I would go straight to the hospital till about four in the morning and mm. just kind of hang out there. And as I was doing that, I would bring my guitar in, of course. And, um, I couldn't really a holder or anything, because yeah. any kind of stimulation would, you know, at one pound, you can't afford to lose anything. No, you know. So <clears throat> uh, I sat there with her, and um, the song just kind of came out. Where, you know, I know for myself when something is that deep yeah. musically, I have to write it down to remember it. But somehow, this 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 just beautiful song came out, and um, kind
0: of God divine though it, sounds it really like. I mean, was. Just, <laughs> Yeah. And the the weird
1: thing was, it was like there was this stigma of whether you're going to make it or not because it's pretty young. It's touch and go.
0: Yeah. It's touch and go. Especially in
1: 99. Yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't have the near the technology they have now, you Mm -hmm. know, but back or the education. Right. And the weird thing is, I was in the hospital and I got in this elevator and I, I think it was like four in the morning. It was empty and I was going down and it stopped on some floor and this guy, the, this Jamaican guy with these long dreads pushes this big x ray machine or some kind of machine yeah. in the elevator. And he looked at me and he goes, Oh, you're the one with the preemie. And I said, Yeah. He goes, It's love, man. Those are the ones that make it. It's love. Wow. And then he got off the elevator. Oh, my God. And I thought about that and I said, Wow, that's cool. So after weeks and might yeah. have even been a month or so, I was, I wanted to thank this guy. It yeah. was very noticeable, you know? Yeah. And I went everywhere in the hospital. I said, the guy that works here with long threads. Yeah. He said, we don't have anybody working here. With oh my threads. God. You know? And I said, you got, there's gotta be somebody here. Cause he, I, I know he, I got the, told
0: me this, I got you know, the, the hairs are standing up on my whole body. Yeah. It was just amazing. And my daughter
1: was like, you know, never did find the guy. Never did find him. No, I never did. No, I wanted to thank him and and just never, ever ran into him again, mm. you know? And, uh.
0: God placed, you know. It, I mean, it was yeah. It was definitely
1: a, a, a wow. spiritual journey that that was was happening. Oh my God! Now come mm-hmm. full circle. She's twenty. She's now twenty two. Yeah, in college and yeah. going to school to be a nurse for in the neonatal Pre, prenatal
0: okay. NICU units. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. Well, you you pass it along to Sarah, right? Pass Sarah. along to Sarah when she gets out into practice. And she's looking for some educational money wherever she is. The the last DJ is committing that the Foundation for Premature Infants will provide educational money for her NICU. Oh, that's just an incredible story. Nice. It's an incredible yeah. story. Oh, she's going to be so happy to hear well, that. Well, Waheed, if we could, let's uh, tee up Sarah's song. By the Vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ. That was Sarah's song off of Watch the Sky, Bill Hart's debut solo release, 1999, and uh, a tribute to his daughter who was born prematurely. What a great song. And Man, if you didn't catch that last segment about it, Bill's experience with the uh, Rastafarian on the <laughs> elevator, you need to go back and re-listen to that because it's very, very powerful. So, Bill, talk a little bit about you've released six albums and you've got a new one coming out yes. in 2021. Uh, which will be seven C's I want you to talk a little bit about why seven C's and then is good times the new single you have out. Is that on that? That's going to be on that seven on C's. That C's. Right. And then, t- so when you're talking about seven C's to also talk about, you know, we're in such a flux in the music industry, right? I mean the Spotify thing and that CEO is giving you all like 0. 0.000032 cents per song. And, you know, but that's the way people are buying them. Yeah. Talk about single versus c d and did you did you go down that road where you said, "Well, maybe I'm just gonna do you know singles, I won't do an album or are you you know old school and yeah, I think I'm still a
1: little old school with the you know uh releasing a full record, it's yeah. like you know rather than doing an e p or a single if you've come that far, just yeah, you know I like to do it as a as a season, I guess, yeah, you know um the uh you know, and, and I guess being old school, that's just kind of how I hear records. Yeah. I hear them as a package right, deal. Right, Um
0: And then you record, as an artist, you put them together that way, right? I mean, there's a thematic or a... Yeah, yeah, there's a, a theme. A structure, and, a theme, and you've got them in yeah. a certain order for a reason. and Yeah, there's a, there's a season why they all kind
1: of fit together yeah. in that season. Like yeah. like Seven Seas is really based on the idea of me touring the world and mm. being able to record with guys from different parts of the country. yeah. Uh, not country, but different parts of the, the world, world, you know? Yeah. Um, Hence. Yeah. Well, seven, the seven seas, seas you yeah. know? So, um, and it's the seventh album. So I, oh, I said, oh, it must be, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs>
0: Lucky seven. Lucky oh, seven. Yeah. yeah you know, so. It's, you That's know. fantastic. Um, so, so who were some of the cats Were uh, You know, like were were did you record all when you were going? Is that. I did when I was over in, in,
1: in Europe, the last four years or so, I've been traveling a lot to Europe, yeah. uh, Italy and Germany yeah. and, um, England, uh, France and, uh, some of the Netherlands. And,
0: oh, I love it.
1: And, uh, yeah. So when I got over there, I would, uh, uh, stay for, you know, not just, uh, I wouldn't just do a gig and get on the bus and leave. Yeah. right. You know, I, I actually stayed in each, each country over there for like six weeks at a time or something. Yeah. So got immersed. Uh, yeah. I really got into knowing the people and, you know, um, knew where the recording studios were yeah. and just had guys come in, kind of like a Miles Davis in a way of, oh my god, you know, we're going to go. Bringing in, in, in session to cats.
0: Y- yeah. You know, and, um. The, and, and you would give them the music. Hey, this is what I want you, you guys to play. This is, it's my music. It's, this is how y- We're going to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I would just go in and say, let's just play. Kind of like wow. how Miles did kind of blue. You yeah. Know, to see yeah. what would happen. Because to me, music is like when I'm playing live, my music, it's, it's, got such a different energy. Right. You know, the CD is, is, is good. And it's, it's one thing, but yeah, the, the interaction between the people, there's a lot of magic that really happens,
0: you know? And you're, you're, you're hanging with cats that can, can read your mind and that's what it's like. You're not telling the drummer, Hey, play it this way. Right. Exactly. You're, you're going, Hey, you're the, you're the drummer. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I know there's guys that are like that, that don't you play it this way. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, you know, to me, until I play drums for 30 years, yeah, right.
0: you can tell these guys, you know, <laughs> you are not telling Billy Cobham how to play. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> or Jaco Pasterio. I want you to play that bass. Yeah. That Cause I,
1: I figured, you know, they're, they're hired on their ability to be able to adapt sure. to the music, right, you know, right. um, and play their soul, play yeah. what they feel. You know, I don't want to interrupt that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, by trying to change them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and you got
0: a great story. You were down in Mexico playing oh, that, on yeah. the pyramids. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, as I understand there were some Jamaican cats. Yeah, I was in um it was outside of
1: Tala near uh, Guadalajara. They yeah. have a festival every year that's their Solstice. Yeah. And they have it on the pyramids that are like 5,000 years oh old. Oh my god. You know, and uh and uh, we were the headlining band and the band that opened for us was a ska band oh from Jamaica. God, from Jamaica. Yeah. Oh, and man. um you know, the the magic was we were up there and it's nighttime and I yeah. mean this part of Mexico, there was no city lights. You couldn't yeah. see anything. So the
0: ambient light is yeah, it nowhere was like, to be was, found.
1: Yeah, it was it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um I think there was one dirt road for about fifty miles that how we got there kind oh of thing, God. you know. And um this horn player I could see on the video after somebody had taped it to came out and he looked at the bass player and, and they bass player was from Italy and, yeah. and they're from Jamaica and not speaking the same language. Right, and, right. But they were doing hand signals and he says, yeah, come on out. So when he came out, a horn trumpet player came oh out, my the, God. all the horn players came out and it just, so you got a brass section. Yeah. Now. I got a whole brass section and, and we were doing one of my songs. Oh so my God. I knew they didn't hear, Yeah, they right. hadn't heard it. You yeah. Know, right. Assuming they had, yeah, right, heard <laughs> it, you know, Um and they, it was just, Magic! Oh my God! You know, it's like we didn't speak the same language, but we could communicate
0: musically musically on stage in front of people without any rehearsal. You know. Well, I want to hear "Elected," which is off of both "Watch the Sky" and then live at the Red Clay Theater, and then come back and talk a little bit about that performance at the Red Clay Theater, talking tying into the live component, if we could. So, Waheed, if we could hear "Elected," that seems fitting this year. Yes. Thank you. Ride the vibe having a fascinating conversation. The time is just flying by here with Bill Hart, and that was elected, which is appropriate in yeah. this year 2020. We're not going there though, because this is a show about music yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that uh that song's off both. Watch the sky, and then talk about your performance at uh live at Red Clay Theatre in Duluth, and uh, we were talking a little bit offline on the sound guy that's that was there at least, and we're hoping Red Clay is still in business yeah. Yeah, that was um
1: that was a, a really good experience with having the guys that we we recorded with. We just basically um it was a, a couple of different guys that never really played together but individually they all kind of knew my material. Yeah. And um you know, when we did the well the whole show but that particular song it's it it, it goes like in such a different direction. Mm. You know, and and I've learned uh, over the years that that it it 's almost like music is spiritual and it has a mind of its own, if you will, and if I try to stop it or control it, then that 's yeah. when I start messing up, yeah, you know um
0: back to that uh colonel Bruce Hampton quote, y- yeah you know? yeah
1: life is't perfect, why should music be exactly you know um, you know and it and it uh, 's taken me years to get there, you know yeah. like i was I was mentioning earlier when I would have a big gig with Lou Rawls or something. I would get real nervous about it. And I couldn't wait till the gig was over just so I could say I accomplished it. Yeah, right. You know, and now it's the complete opposite. Now mm. it's like I, you know, I just, I'm totally comfortable on stage playing anything, anywhere. Mm, mm, mm. And then the minute I stop, I get back into this kind of,
0: <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> say depression, but this, <laughs> this world again. The world you know? goes down. Yeah. Kind so it's co- coming full circle when you started at nine or young it was a way to escape a troubled childhood but now it's even magnified to being more spiritually significant and more powerful and cathartic for you it sounds like
1: yeah yeah it's it's almost like it doesn't matter how many people are there i get into my my own space mm-hmm. and i and i get comfortable
0: with that and is it is it almost telepathic with the other musicians? Is it that kind of? It really is. It's like just in the chi and you can feel the flow and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And is sometimes
1: that, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And Pat Metheny said, and this is good for, you know, me to hear when yeah. I hear other guys of that caliber experience the same things. He, he was doing an interview and he said, uh, it's almost worse when you pull it off and it's perfect. <laughs> uh, you know, Interesting. And, and the reason why he said that is he says, because then, you know, you're not crazy and you can do it, but you can't do it every time. Every time. You know? Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, when he said that, it was like a big light bulb went off. Oh my God. I, I understood exactly what he was what talking about. Yeah. You know, cause there are times where you feel like, wow, everything, you wouldn't change anything. Yeah. You know? but and, You can't replicate. I mean, it's hard to, you y- know, yeah. that was made one off. That's right. Yeah. And I think that's why live music is such a, you know, cuz you're really getting the experience
0: of the yeah, of the pure. We need that to come back, darn it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Bring back the live music, man oh man. So this next song I want to tee up as we're just, uh, you know, flying, this time flying by, you're going to have to say the name of it. <laughs> oh, Spazio Alberto. And, uh, yeah, and is that a tribute or uh, to your time that you spent in Italy? Because I know you've spent, or I believe you've spent quite a bit of time. Quite a there. bit of time
1: to, in Italy, plus my bass, number one bass player that records with me on most of my records is from in the past is from Italy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And so say it again, say how you Spazio say it. Spazio Alberto. And what does it mean? It means open air. Oh, and it's actually it. about the music being just open. I love it. You know? Um, a lot of space and yeah, it could yeah. room
0: gonna, to people for yeah. people to, to uh, feel their way. Right. I love yeah. it. Well if we could tee that up, why you know would be killing. Michael and having a fascinating conversation with Bill Hart. And Bill, say the name of that song again. Spazio aperto. Spazio aperto. How'd Alberto. I do? Alberto's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty bad, but I'm the last yeah. DJ I can yeah, say. <laughs> I can say what I want to say and playing what I want to play and having a, just a great uh, conversation with Bill. Yeah. So, Bill, this is a, you're now made the uh, manager of a three-piece group of your choosing, and they can be either musicians that are alive or past bass player, drummer, guitarist. Who would you pick Ooh. on each of those instruments? Um, Jocko. You can't. You can't do your. You can't do yourself. Jocko on bass. Jocko uh, on bass. And I got a. So I got a quote on Jocko. I was hoping you were going to say. So Jocko's uh, going to show up at the. Uh, he's going to go to see uh, weather report. He's getting backstage, and he runs into the keyboard player Joe Z. This yeah. is in 74. You, I'm sure you know this quote. And he comes up to Joe Z and he says, I'm the greatest bass player in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's Jocko. <laughs> <laughs> not, not too far a stretch. <laughs> so you got Jocko on bass. Jocko on bass. Love it. Yeah, uh, I would agree.
1: Drums, I would probably have Dennis Chambers. Ah, yeah. okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not familiar with that
0: name, Dennis.
1: From... Uh, Dennis Chambers, yeah. He, he actually played with Schofield and Mike Stern okay. and all those yeah, guys, yeah. but... He was actually the original drummer for Parliament Funk.
0: Oh, no way. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love the Parliament but, Funk. But he's a big jazz. George Clinton, but yeah. he's a jazz. He, the, yeah, he's a, he's a pocket player. He's like ah. a real, just a funk I love pocket it. player. He plays jazz and everything. Have
0: you again. ever had the chance to, see, he's uh, still alive? Yes,
1: I did. I oh, did. I God. got a chance to meet him a few times. And, and the, <laughs> the first time I got to meet him was, um, he did a show, I think with, uh, uh, I can't remember what group he was with. But. I went to the guy for backstage and I said, can, I, I, I yeah. want to meet, I want to meet Dennis, you know, yeah. and, um, he, I, he kind of knew me from the Atlanta Institute of Music cause we had him do a clinic there, but we weren't real close or anything. Yeah. I said, tell him Billy Hart wants to meet him. Yeah. Billy Hart's an old jazz drummer. Oh, my God. A famous God. jazz drummer. Oh, so, so he's an old black guy. guy at 70, you know, and it's like, and I walk in and he looks at me and he goes, you ain't Billy Hart. Billy Hart.
0: <laughs> well, re- I am Bill Hart. Yeah. yeah, and then he remembered, you know, oh, it was cool, but, yeah. you know, yeah. I love it. So you'd have him on drums. And him on drums. And then last but not least on guitar, who would you, I know this is tough. Yeah. You, I can give you, you know, an out and say you can, you know, Mike maybe would be an obvious one, but you could... You go with someone other than Mike? Yeah, I I would say Hendrix. Ah, you know, if I was to pick a guitar player, yeah, you know, wow, um, he's one of your favorites. Not Gilmore, David Gilmore, because I know oh, Gil- David Gilmore is one of my all time favorite. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, so it's a it's hard. It, it it's would hard. be a hard. Yeah,
1: Jimmy Page, David Gilmore, yeah. um, Jimmy uh, Hendrix would be the probably the, the top though. Yeah, and wow. and with that, I think I would probably just I would pick Hendrix because of the vibe he comes from. Because yeah. the things that people don't realize about recording back then and, and today is, you know, when they say guys were sloppy back then, it's that they you, they recorded what you heard. Yeah,
0: right. They didn't clean it all up. It yeah. all buffed and this and that. It was right. raw. It was raw. It was yeah. pure energy. I know. You know, there wasn't any... Not too many uh, that had the pure energy of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, or Page.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean... Of course, listening to him grow up as a teenager and, and to learning his stuff yeah. was one thing, but then when I got kind of older and was sober and was listening to his music <laughs> and knew a little bit more about music, I was like, wow, this guy really is yeah. brilliant.
0: He yeah. really is, you know, a genius. Well, I, I've got uh, Clapton and Steve Winwood's concert at uh, Madison Square Gardens, <clears throat> uh. which I love, and Clapton does Voodoo Chili. Oh, yeah. And, and he says, you know, kind of in the interview, you know, they're doing a little interview and he goes... That's a big reach because that was a big, you know, big, big reach yeah. to do that. And, you know, he does 17 minutes of it and does it pretty damn well. But <laughs> <laughs> for him to say that's a big reach. So, oh, man. So we've got time, I think, for one more song, Deep Skies off of Touch of Blue. Touch of Blue, yes. Touch of Blue. And that was, uh, Deep Skies was also uh, on the live album. Yes. And uh, that was, um, yeah, Touch of Blue. So if we could key that up, well that will be perfect. ride the vibe Michael in the last DJ playing what he wants to play and in this case playing some brilliant jazz fusion from the stellar guitarist composer band leader music educator touring musician two-time Grammy nominated recording artist and just in the last minute Bill before uh, we wrap up what was it like to be nominated for not one but two Grammys and did you go and uh talk about that experience if
1: you um, would I, I did end up going out there um It was really, it was really kind of a shock, I guess, you know, um, Mm. that I actually got nominated and, uh, you know, I think for me, the, the, the thing that it does for me is it just, it lets me know not to second guess myself that I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing something, somebody's listening because... I think a big thing that people don't understand about true artists is that, you know, for about an hour, you're really cool and famous, you know.
0: And the rest of and the time,
1: you're alone. 23 hours, you're wondering if Waffle House is still open or, you know, <laughs> we <we've> got <laughs> enough gas to get there. What <laughs> can I do now? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they'll let us sleep in the parking lot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, that's but, crazy. But, uh, yeah, that was, that just kind of fed the fire to keep going that maybe yeah. something. What I'm years doing.
0: were were those
1: uh, it was in the last five years. I can't remember the exact yeah. years, but it was... And this- you went out
0: for one of the... I yeah, yeah. Or- I
1: went out one time and got a got a got uh, an award from the Academia Award. Wow. Um, you know, which was another one that's lower than the... Yeah, the Grammys, but it was still a cool. Yeah, award. to get yeah. out. Oh. But I'm like that guy that says, OK, well, I'm getting this award because nobody else showed up. I'm the only fusion <laughs> guitar player that I had to give it to somebody.
0: <laughs> One name in the
1: category. Yeah, that's
0: it. <laughs> Not hardly. Oh, my God. Well, this time has just flown by. We could do another hour, but we can't because, well, I don't know. We could if we were, you know, well, no, we can't. But <laughs> at any rate, so if um, if you've enjoyed this conversation, I hope you have. And if I if you've enjoyed Bill's music, go out and buy it. Bill Hart Music, and that's H-A-R-T, music.com. That's number one. Go out and get his book, Solo Guitar, The Complete Chord Melody Method, and then check him out every Friday night, not the next two weeks, but every other. But from that point forward, and you can find the exact schedule on um, velvetnote.com, and he's playing there, and he brings in guests. And then every Saturday, he's at Bite Bistro. That's also in the North Fulton area. And that Velvet Note show is live streamed. And then last but not least, if you'd like a two-hour, good, in-depth, brilliant, in-depth conversation, check out Craig Garber's Everybody Loves Guitar, uh, the interview he did recently with um, Bill. And Bill, it's just been a pleasure. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let's get the live gigs back. Yes. (laughs) And if
1: anybody needs help with any guitar,
0: email me. I'll be more than glad. Yeah. To hook them up. Yeah, hook them up. I love it. So we're out of here, ride the by Michael Litton, the last DJ broadcaster from DRS ATL, right here in Roswell,
2: Georgia. Too peace, late, love, and peace. Set the get her done, son, the hour is If you ever song